Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. December rolls on. Fog lifted in the area last night. At least the literal fog did. There's some other fog we've got to talk about today. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? How you doing, man? Man, I'm all right. I'm trying to... Trying to get through it today. A lot of weirdness. I don't want to be talking about this one story we have to talk about today, and then I don't yeah. really want to talk about the other story we have to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Ugh. I know what you mean. Some gross, some gross stuff, uh, but we got to do it sometimes. Uh, we will get into some NFL, wild night in the NFL last night, and God, I hate seeing plays like that. Is it is it just me, or does it happen more often now, those Kyler Murray-type plays? It's just awful, awful. Hope everybody is having a great Tuesday, and uh, we will go ahead and play the Specs Set Piece, take care of one of our great uh, partners, and then we will talk about a couple of stories that they're kind of icky, but we got to get into them, and this first one's just plain damn sad. The Specs Set Piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The biggest saves of the match start at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Specs, the fun starts here. Soccer reference there, of course. World Cup uh, semifinal coming up today. Argentina and Croatia will keep you updated starting at 1 o'clock. And you hear those World Cup reports from our guy Glenn Davis. Uh, tomorrow night at 8, special time and uh, special day and time for Soccer Matters this week as the World Cup rolls on. Um, obviously, the story in sports, uh, if you have heard, uh, I'm sure by now you have heard it was announced last night, the story we wish we didn't have to tell you. I wish we had a great story about, you know, they were they thought everything was looking bad and then Mike Leach just put together uh, a, a fight and a and you know coming back in the whole thing but everything we heard yesterday got worse and worse and worse we didn't want to report on it yesterday we definitely wanted to wait and not feel like you know i i didn't the last thing we want to do was you know try to break a story like that and then get it, get something wrong and and mess it up so we left it alone other than to say he was in critical condition, but everything we were seeing yesterday, Zay, was families being called in. They're basically putting him in hospice care. But I mean, during our show yesterday, it was described by the Clarion Ledger in Mississippi and some other uh, you know insiders in Mississippi as a hospice care situation. And last night, uh, they pronounced Mike Leach dead at the age of sixty-one. Yeah, so sad and so unfortunate. My heart goes out to the Leach family and everybody at Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State, all where Coach Leach, you know, just 
was a special man and became special at all of those sites. Everybody got to experience his unique and fun and quirky personality, and college football definitely lost a good one. Yeah, I think the the appropriate, you know, when you man, when you go to a a funeral sometimes, and and the the really somber part is over. A lot of times, people just get together and tell stories. People get together and try to find the smiles and find the laughs and find the the good memories. I think today it might be appropriate just for what will you miss about Mike Leach as a college football fan. Everybody's got to have something you remember from Mike Leach. It's our job to cover these guys. And, I mean, all of the laugh, the laughs, the smiles, the quotes. I didn't always agree with what came out of Mike Leach's mouth, but it was always entertaining. Yeah. That dude was entertaining. And my favorite thing about him, Zay, is he was one of those guys that didn't have to say, I don't care what people think about me, because he truly didn't care. Right. Most of the time, if you meet someone who keeps saying that over and over again, they really do care. Yeah, I mean, in a sport where you have Bill Parcells and Vince Lombardi's and whatnot, he, he brought a different batch of fresh air to the game that I don't think we've ever or will ever see again. Just, you know, a game that's so serious, being able to have fun and joke on the side and show your personality and, you know, not care what people think. And he kind of just changed the way people looked at all, look at offenses with the way he ran that air raid at Lubbock, all those good teams he had. Texas fans, we know. <laughs> we damn sure know all those good teams. We yep. experienced that, especially that 2008 squad. So, yeah, I, I, definitely going to be missed and very unfortunate and very random. Didn't expect this happened. 61. And that's fairly young, in my opinion. Right. And, yeah, him being at practice the other day, just very sad. Yeah, I can see these images of him in, you know, really wherever he was. But it felt like, specifically when he was at Washington State, I felt like every time I saw him, it was pouring down rain. Like, I would see him on a sideline. Yeah. He's got that cap on. It was always raining and everything. Um, and he was just a fixture. He was in three of the, you know, three of the Power Five conferences as a head coach. Obviously, he spent time at Oklahoma. Mike Leach was a part of that famous Texas OU game where they put a fake play, play sheet together to try to fool ah. Texas. And Rod Babers in Texas was, was on the other end of it, and it did work for yeah. a little bit. And then Rod tells the story of when they realize, okay, that's not working. We got to crumple it up and we got to go to something else. Leach was involved in, you know, in that. Somebody else, um, somebody already texted us. Chad, I recall two great interviews with Coach Leach. In one, he discusses Bill Murray. In another, he considers what makes a great state flag. Yeah, you and Trey had good interviews with Mike. I hope the horn holds on to the rights of those interviews and can rerun. Yeah, I got to go back and look for some of the old uh, Mike Leach stuff. There's been a uh, he's he was so good. If you got him in the right interview, two of the guys I always think of that did such a good job with him. The first was Chip Brown. Uh, when Chip and I worked together, Chip of Horns247.com. Uh, now, Chip was one of the first guys I heard ask Mike Leach about something other than football, and it was brilliant. He asked him about music, and he took off. I'd always heard him just there, nobody wanted to ask him anything but football, and Chip was the first person I heard ask him a different type question. And then later on, Trey Elling really took that to that next level. Yeah, because I always wanted to hear Trey talk to Mike Leach. I mean, I would sometimes, if I was involved in the show at the time, I would kind of look over at Trey and go like, too, 
two or three for one on questions. No, no, you ask him another one. Ask him another one. That was fantastic. So um, there are so many great interviews with him. That is what he leaves behind. You know, when a, when a famous musician dies, they leave the music behind. They leave all the albums behind, and it's preserved. Today I've already seen some of the little comments. Somebody said, I'll miss his wedding advice. I do remember that. Uh, fat little girlfriends. Has been ah, mentioned, yes. and it, used to it, love playing that on B and E. It is, and yeah, somebody says it's an iconic soundbite. That one was great because I always thought, I always wondered if there was a specific player or two that knew he was talking about them, and therefore knew he was talking about their girlfriend. I always wonder if there was a couple guys that that really knew. That was a good example of Mike Leach being They're fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> And if it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. <laughs> it just, yeah, I mean, the, it was the honesty coming out of him. And like I said, I didn't always agree with what he was talking about, but there was something so wonderfully honest about it. We do not have enough of it today. Everybody has to be so careful with yeah. everything they say. But Mike Leach truly didn't care. He truly just went at it however he wanted to. Every year at SEC Media Days for these last, what, three years, it's been, did you hear what Mike Leach said about this? Did you hear what Mike Leach said about buttered bread? Did you hear what he said about this? When he was at Washington State, I guess it was, is when he was ripping on candy corn and saying how bad of a candy oh, it I was. I love the candy corn take. For Halloween. I mean, That's he, 50% stupid. <laughs> he just, he had all the, and he was also a coach that I loved because way back, like five to ten years ago, he was talking about like a 64-team playoff. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I love that about Leach, man. And I didn't agree. Yeah, some March Madness stuff. I didn't agree with that number, but he would ramble on about, "Hey, here's how you figure it out. You do this, you do that. You go neutral sites. What's the problem? I don't, I don't understand." Yeah. Um, the fat girlfriends was great. Um, if I'm him and I'm coaching in Lubbock, Texas, I probably wouldn't have gone on that speech where he made fun of the guys on the team that were religious. I probably wouldn't have done that. But it was kind of an entertaining, it was one of the weirdest locker room moments because the whole room was kind of murmuring like, what did he just say? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Did he just dog the Bible? Especially during that time. Yeah. What are you talking about, coach? So there were definitely times where things got pushed too far. Hey, I'm an Aggie, so I definitely know that feeling you're talking about earlier, Zay, uh, because there was a run where I think he beat A&M seven out of nine and hung some big numbers. Oh, man. On the Aggies. Yeah, like 60-point scores, 50-point scores. I was nothing. Like, the defense, uh, we ain't worried about that right now. Let's worry about putting up these points. And that's how Leach rolled. I was so proud. I was proud that A&M beat him his last year at Tech. I think the game was in Lubbock, and A&M was able to beat him. I remember being so proud of that because of how many times his team had whipped uh, A&M. They put all those points on you. They went unconventional. And to me, he also pushed that part too far. Like, Mike Leach pushed the football ideas too far. Had he pulled back some of it, I think he could have won a national title. But he's Mike Leach. He was going to do it the way he was going to do it. He was going to do the little index card, like little bitty. Like, the whole play play sheet was like a little index card, whereas the other guys had all the laminated stuff that was like three feet wide and all that. And he had the little card. Even when it was pouring down rain, he'd have a little card in his hand. Just calling a couple, you know, a couple hand signs, and that was it. Yeah, I think you know, just not even talk about him passing away, but I think he was going to get into the Hall of Fame, even if he won a title or not. Just kind of how being a transsetter with the air raid offense, and so many people are just taking bits and pieces 
out of that offense and then implementing that into their own philosophy. And, yeah, Mike Leach, you paid the way for a lot of guys. And somebody on Specs text line brought up a good moment, Mike Leach, which was in Friday Night Lights, the show. He had a little cameo where he was talking to – Oh, I didn't to, realize that. Yeah, he was talking to Coach at the gas station and what, chopping it up with him. And, yeah, Quirky Leach doing what he does. And, yeah, we're going to miss him. Oh, College football is going to miss him. Sports yeah. is going to miss him. To me, he was the evolution in terms of attitude and, and not caring what people thought and innovations and stuff. I thought he was kind of the evolution of Steve Spurrier. Now, Spurrier ended up being more successful and getting a national title. But I got that same feel where it's like, I just want him in the sport somewhere. Put him in, the, in a major Power 5 school somewhere because he's so entertaining. This says a young female sideline reporter asked Leach for advice for her fiancé before they got married. He told her, if you're getting married, it's too late for advice. <laughs> oh my Not God. Not surprised. Dude, I heard Not it. Surprised. The best one I heard today was he was walking in like 2018. He was walking, uh, I guess it was at Washington State it would have been, walking on campus with uh, Jeremy Schapp. And Jeremy Schapp said, hey, have you ever thought about, like, you know, just legacy-wise, like how you want to be remembered and what you want them to say about you? And he's like, ah, I don't care. We'll leave that up to them. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is such a Mike Leach way <laughs> to deal with that. Oh, yeah. so good. I mean, like, think about where he had success, though, as a head coach. Like, Texas Tech, you want to consider that a blue blood. Only people out in West Texas would. Washington State, they're damn sure not blue blood hell. They're kind of an afterthought in the Pac-12. And now Mississippi State, they're kind of an afterthought in the SEC. So he succeeded at all these programs that aren't considered big-time powerhouse college football programs. And I think that's kind of – that says a lot about a guy. Like, he didn't really care about the huge, huge, you know, blue blood plays like an SC or Alabama. Hell, I, who knows if they would even take him. But Yeah, he, he wouldn't have been a good fit. Oh, I think yeah, no, he, he probably wouldn't have been a but good yeah. fit. But, like – the fact that he was able to do what he did at those types of schools just shows how brilliant of a coach he was. Yeah, uh, somebody just texted in. Trey did two great interviews with the Pirate, no doubt about it. Yeah, check out our man uh, Trey Elling if you uh, follow him on Twitter at uh, at Courtesy Wave. I mean, he may uh, re-rack a couple of those interviews uh, in tribute to uh, to Coach Leach. But Mike Leach dead at the age of sixty one. Let us know what you're going to miss. Uh, your favorite memories of Mike Leach. Uh, hopefully, one of the things that can get done posthumously is that we can finally somebody can finally go about clearing up that story at Texas Tech like really get that story cleared out and I don't know if you're going to need Craig James and his son to do that but that story needs to be that that needs to be ultimately cleaned off of Mike Leach's record I talked to I talked to someone younger than me that works with us recently and he still thinks that Mike Leach trapped that kid in a storage shed yeah and it's just not true. It's never been proven to be true. In fact, everything on the other side of it is probably true. And Mike Leach has tried to, you know, he tried to prove that. He was trying to get money back from tech. I don't think he ever got the money back from tech. He wrote the book and all that stuff. But hopefully people do not continue to, to take that one beyond his grave now um, because that's, he, he was a kooky guy. But that was a story where his kookiness, it had gone too far, and people were looking for a reason to get rid of him. When that happened? And they found it. That was, oh, geez, I'd have to go look, 2000s somewhere. Well, because the, I'm sorry to do it this way, Texas fans, but this just, the so the 08 game with Crabtree, that's 08. So it was somewhere in the next, what, 
two to five years past that. Okay. Right, because he would have been the coach of that game, obviously. Okay. And then it's somewhere, you know, kind of after. Yeah, because I remember thinking, "Oh, this dude's crazy. Get him out the game." Yeah. And then when I heard more details and facts, I was like, "Oh, nah, this name." Yeah, but he was—he was truly unique, and it it took a a school. I really thought Tech was the perfect place for him, and like you said, those other two schools ended up being that too. You got to be a little bit different. You can't be a a a big time blue blood. He was never going to be a coach there. You and ha- I don't think he would have accepted, you know, a place that didn't give him complete freedom. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or allowed him to be completely himself. Yeah, and you, you can't do it any other way but that. Let yeah. him have all the pirate stuff he needs. Let him talk about what he needs to. He was extremely well read. He loved music. He was always uh, willing to, you know, tell you uh, tell you what he thought. Mike Leach uh, died last night in Mississippi. Just a crazy, uh, wild story. He was with the team. On Saturday, getting ready for their bowl game, and then uh, they believe he had a massive heart attack at his house on Sunday, and they weren't able to get to him immediately, and then once they did, they had to care flight him a good distance away from where he was, uh, and you know that probably could, I'm assuming that did not help the situation out. So mm-hmm. uh, rest in peace to Mike Leach, certainly an innovator in football. You want to talk about the football part? That's good. You want to talk about the quotable part? He certainly had that as well. All right, uh, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. We will also continue to talk about this Chris Beard story. We left you yesterday not knowing if Chris Beard would coach last night. He did not. He's been suspended without pay by Texas, and the Longhorns did win the game. Before we hit the break, Zay, the game part of it. How were you able to process that as a fan and a basketball fan? Because like news was coming out during the game. Were you able to focus on the game? I was having a tough time. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how those guys did it. Kudos to them. It's like so much respect for this Texas basketball team, those players, and definitely respect to my guy, Coach Terry. I've known Coach Terry my whole life. He's a cousin to me. My pops and uh, Coach Terry are cousins because my grandpa and Coach Terry's father are stepbrothers. So hmm, we're not okay. blood, but we're family. So, yeah, Coach Terry, he got his start down here when he was at St. Ed's. And right after St. Ed's, he coached at Porter Middle School. Then his first high school stint was over at Bowie with my pops. And then he went on to Baylor, UNC Williamson, and we know Fresno State and UTEP. So I know it was very tough for him to just fill those shoes for uh, Chris Beard. And he did a hell of a job, and those guys did a hell of a job last night. I I. Didn't expect them to win that game. That was a really tough Rice team that you see in the first round of the NCAA tournament upsetting those three and four seeds because – So you thought that was a battle anyway? Yeah. If if none of this had happened and Chris Beard is uh, coaching them, is that still a battle in your mind? Not as – deep. Okay. I don't think they go into overtime and Texas might win by double digits but I think it'll still be in the teens. Okay. Like some of those guys at Rice, those guys are going to be playing professional ball. Evie hmm. and Olivari, those dudes are bucket They were good. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> they were pouring it in Yo, for a while. Olivari, he hit a shot in the corner. It was from an out-of-bounds play on the sideline. 
And this is an insane shot. It's a bad shot, but when it goes in, it's a terrific shot. <laughs> he just caught it and turned around. It didn't matter who was in front of him, and he just fired, and it was cash. And I was like, oh, man, this is one of those nights because they understood the opportunity. They knew that Texas would, wouldn't be all there. Yeah. And the fact that Texas was able to somehow just they, – they, 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 they didn't look like they – they weren't locked in. They played hard for sure, but just some of the shot selection early on, way too many jump shots, you know, in that final uh, uh, overtime, Serge Barry Ross was like, you know, we could take it to the hole on these guys. And he had about three layups, a nasty reverse layup on the other side with the right hand. So mm-hmm. that's a tough Rice team. And under the, all the circumstances and the adversity that the Horns had to deal with yesterday, I am proud. And that was a good win no matter who you played. Yeah, and if you're on Twitter, I retweeted that video last night. You see the video from the locker room of them giving Coach Terry the game ball? Yeah, yeah beautiful. That was some good emotion, man. They were pouring water all over him and getting him – because that's his first official win as the Texas head coach technically yeah because when you have to declare who your head coach is for a game so he's technically one and oh yeah and coach he's a longhorn through and through he was with coach Barnes for a long time Mm -hmm. during the TJ Ford era to uh, uh, Kevin Durant Gibson all those guys LaMarcus Aldridge hell I remember uh, uh, my guy Jeremy Green who was a big-time recruit that I played with at Bowie he ended up going to Stanford because the horns took Jacobin Brown over Jeremy which I'm still a little salty about, but Jacobin's one of my guys. Jacobin's one of my guys, too. I love (laughs) Jacobin. He was like a right-handed James Harden when he was here at Texas. But I remember going on a trip with Jeremy down to the 40 and getting to shoot at the Irwin Center and Coach Terry just giving us game about the next level and D1 and how it's going to be. like. And basically he was saying, Zay, you have no chance. This is really just for Jeremy here. But, you know, I love your dad and I love you, your family. So you play with Jeremy, you're along for the ride. But mm. he's an amazing man, and I'm glad that he got that dub last night. He deserved it. Yeah, happy for Coach Terry. Marcus Carr leads the way with 28 points. That moment where Marcus Carr turned to one of his teammates you know, hit his own chest and said, I got you. I got you. I kind of like that. I thought, boy, if there's anything that team needs tonight, it's somebody to step up and say, I got you, because that had to be such a confusing day and night for them. But they do get the win, 87-81 in overtime. We'll continue to talk about that part of the story, but also the Chris Beard part of the story as well. We'll get Longhorn fans' thoughts on it. Remember, the Specs text line is there, 337-3776. More on that story. Also from last night, Patriots found a way to win, but Arizona loses Kyler Murray on play number three. Look, folks around here like Colt McCoy, but they weren't planning on seeing him like that. We'll get into some NFL stuff, too. Don't move. It is Tuesday. A lot going on for us. A little bit later in the show, we'll recap the all-flex team members that have already been announced today and preview the ones that are going to be announced later on. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
kind of goes with the cloudy weather out there. Always works. Pink Floyd and another brick in the wall, correct? No. Part two. Part two. I'm sorry. Part two. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> hey, JJ, leave them kids alone. And by the way, whatever you're thinking out there, this band completely sober through the entire. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true at all. Pink Floyd definitely, definitely was experimenting with a whole lot of things back in the day, including the music. Another brick in the wall. Incredible stuff. Iconic stuff from Pink Floyd. That song would be cool. You could put that out today. Oh, it'll still be fire. That's that's the biggest compliment I can give some songs, and that's it. That song's interesting no matter what. Yeah. You can hear that song walking by you. You could hear it in a store. You could hear it and you're at your buddy's house. It will stop you. There's yeah. certain songs that will stop you. That's one of them. Yeah, you could play that different occasions, too. Raves. Rock concerts, obviously. Sure. Weddings. Yeah. I guess I'll play that at my wedding. That band will tell you. Depending on what uh, substance you got going on, <laughs> it works for all <laughs> occasions. Um, we got some NFL stuff to get into. I definitely want to get a Chris Beard question out there for Zay and uh, you Longhorn fans. Real quick, though, Zay, on a slightly uh, on, and a more sort of a positive topic. We have a listener that wants my thoughts, but I want to get your thoughts, too, on the new NBA trophies. Have you seen the new NBA trophies yet? Yes, I have. Okay. Do you have a thought on either the renaming or the trophies themselves? Um, No, not really. I mean, Jerry West is already the logo. Does he need another thing? That's all, that's all I'm saying. Like the Clutch Award. That was kind of weird. That felt like an like a also-ran idea of theirs. Yeah, like I, I'm not that, – that, that, that's odd. Michael Jordan, it'll now be the Jordan Trophy for the MVP. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy for Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, now, you could argue Hakeem's one of the greatest defenders of all time, but is he the best, though? That was my. Uh, that was a question I was going to throw out. I didn't want to seem like a petty Mavs fan asking that question, but I had the same thought. Is the dream known as, like, best damn defensive player all time? <laughs> like, I, I love dream. It's it's if I had him and Shaq at best center of all time, it will be a coin flip for me. Yeah, I love Kareem, but Kareem had Magic. I mean, if Magic's dishing that thing, then I'm I'm dropping like 15 a game too. So I, right. I, I put w- Kareem out there. And was Kareem known defensively at that level? Yeah. To, to get an award, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm talking about like right. center and just center in general. Right. But when you think of Hakeem, you don't think defense first. You I think don't. Dream shake. Yep. Like you, you think of his moves, his footwork, the fadeaway, what he could do on the offensive end. And I know he was an all-world defender. I think that year the Rockets won the championship in '94. He was Defensive Player of the Year. Also, I think you might be right. But I, what, like, what, people would say that Kevin Matumbo is a better defender than Dream. I was just about to bring up two guys that went to Georgetown, Matumbo, and there was a run where Alonzo Mourning won it like three, four years yeah, in a row. Yeah, he might have got dunked on a little bit too many times, right. but he, you're right. Okay, I have an idea for defensive. But first of all, does the trophy for defensive player of the year does it have to be a center? Yeah, not, that's it. Like because what Rodman I, was that, locking up. Rodman's an idea, but the the first mega star I thought of. What about Kobe? Yeah, does, does Kobe, I think Kobe's an overrated defender. Okay, that's right. just me. Like, I, I think Kobe has a lot of memorable moments where, and I think offense first, obviously. For yeah, Kobe. yeah. So yeah, Kobe was a good defender. Yeah, but he has like over 
10 the all defensive teams first team i'm like yo Kobe wasn't locking up like yeah. that for the full 82. He I, was locking up in right. the playoffs for sure. He had his moments, but not for the full 82 yeah. like people think he was. Because if we're going to be honest, you could also call it the Michael Jordan Defensive Player of the Year because he certainly did that as well. Yeah, he locked up. That guy was – guy was. He locked up. So they went with Akeem there. Wilt Chamberlain Trophy for Rookie of the Year. Uh, does not have a bed on it or 20,000 <laughs> women. How dare you? The John Havlicek Trophy for Sixth Man of the Year. George Mikan is the trophy for Most Improved Player. And, again, they're renaming the MVP for Jordan. I don't mind the reworked Jordan Trophy, but these others, Zay, if what I've been sent is real, it looks like they've frozen the trophy inside of, like, a, ice. Yeah, like an ice sculpture Yeah, or a crystal vase. This is what I used to do with my Star Wars guys. I used to play Star Wars in the house. My mom got mad at me because I would freeze like Han Solo in the freezer. I'd put a, I'd get a little bowl of water. I'd put them in there, let it freeze for an hour, and my mom would say, Chad, why is there a little plastic hand sticking out of this bowl? I'm like, well, because he's being tortured. What are you talking about? They froze him. <laughs> what are you doing? That's what it looks like they're doing with these trophies. Yeah, I think all these trophies are a mess because for the Michael Jordan trophy, it's an obvious logo. It's the most iconic logo out of any athlete ever, the Jumpman Jordan. So I feel like that should have been the easiest thing to do to so, A hey, Mike. We're just going to put the Jumpman as and the they, logo for the MVP. And they and didn't I, do it. And they didn't do it. They just have some dude looking like he's going for a tip ball, like a jump ball. I don't know. That, That's not a basketball motion. That looks like Michael Jordan trying to keep a kid at one of his camps from getting a ball. <laughs> right? Like yeah, like holding that high because he's tall. Even, yeah, it doesn't even really look like a shot in any way. They've done some weird trophies, man. A couple years ago when Dirk retired, they had that weird trophy that Mark Cuban had commissioned, and people were making fun of that. But they do have new trophies in the NBA if you want to check that out. The, yeah, like somebody said Gary Payton on here. Like, Gary locked up. He was known as the glove, right? Yeah. I know Marcus Smart won uh, a defensive player of the year last year, but before that, GP was the only point guard to ever do it yeah. in 96. Spurs fans would tell you it should be the Bruce Bowen Award. but I don't... Oh, he was so dirty. <laughs> do they have a kick you in the cojones award? Because that's going to Bruce. That one should be Bruce's, absolutely. Gosh, he was dirty. But and, he was good for the Spurs. They and needed that. And on the technical side, they will give Nikola Jokic a retroactive version of that Michael Jordan trophy, the new trophy. He'll get that for last year's MVP, and then they'll start giving it out this year and moving forward. So there is basketball to get to. We already talked Texas beating Rice. Then, of course, there is the Chris Beard story. Suspended without pay. After we left the show, we find that out about 6 o'clock, I guess it was. Suspended without pay. Last night, the affidavit got released. Zay, people got to read through that if they wanted to. Yeah, it's not good at all. Here's where I'm starting today with you and with all Longhorn fans listening today. Like Rod said the uh, said yesterday, we don't work in the court, the legal system, but we do work in the court of public opinion every day. For you, your gut right now, is there a world where this guy can still be your basketball coach? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Longhorn fans, I want to hear from you. 337-3776. I read through the affidavit, but I'm reading through it as, as not a fan of that team. They're not my team. They're the team I have to cover for my job. They're one of the most important things I have to deal with, so I'm paying attention. But that's not my heart and soul like it is for Zay, like it is for, for all of you. This is the guy running, arguably, let's give baseball the love and say, your third biggest program. 
if you give baseball their history and their love. Yeah. It is your third biggest program. It is the profile you know, sport for the wintertime and all of that. Can you see it moving forward is the question. Are you gonna? Would you like to argue today, Chad? We've got to be patient. You said yesterday we got to be patient. Don't we still have to be? Yes, there could be a path. Or did you read the affidavit and think, "Oh goodness, maybe that is a story too far"? So let me know. Let me know what you think today, because that is a wild story. I'm trying to process it. They literally went to the dude on the sideline at halftime. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that was. I learned more. Longhorn Network. Like, yeah, I, oh. I didn't expect all that. So then we start to hear, okay, wait, the, you know, she says that that he's or that she's his fiance and they've been engaged this long and been together this long. And here's what happened. And I realized, oh my God, there's some stuff out there. I got to go read. Yeah, they've been together since his tech days. Oof, man. Yeah, it is. She's a former volleyball coach and stuff. Yeah, it is rough. It is rough stuff. So let us know. Uh, somebody said, "I want to know what is on the recording." That was a weird little sidebar to that story. I didn't quite understand. Here did I? Which was says when questioned by police, Beard said he had audio recordings of the incident that would show he was not the primary aggressor, but he refused to share them with the officers. Then why say it? Why would? I don't understand. You yeah, know, if I'm not guilty, then I'm going to try to prove how I'm not in any way possible. I got audio that will prove I'm not. Really? Where is I, uh, I can't show, yeah, it. Ma- show it. Or you. maybe he's thinking. Like lawyer stuff. Like I should until my lawyer gets here. Yeah, until maybe he that's it. tells me to uh, type Ma- of thing. Somebody says shouldn't be fired until a trial is done. Verdict is in. If found guilty, he's gone. I want to know what is on that recording. Um, and maybe that's, uh, yeah, maybe that. What it's going to be? Does Texas have, like, does Texas have that much sort of, I don't know, patience and leeway? Do they think they can wait that long? How long is it going to take? The legal system doesn't just take a couple weeks. No, this thing could take a while. What if the what if his case gets settled, but they set a you know they set a court date, and the next court date is I don't know February something. What do you do then? Yeah. He's got a, the restraining order or protective order, excuse me, that was put in place yesterday goes till February 10th of 2023. Yeah, and just the distraction that comes with it, mm-hmm. like going to these tough environments to play a basketball game. Think about just how that will be. Think about how that will look and all the signs those people will throw up and stuff because we've seen some crazy stuff out there. They some of these places don't give a damn. They want to have any edge possible to get the dub. I know it's not right. It's just what it is. So you don't want to be a distraction no matter what. And I think Texas was going to look at it like that. Somebody texting in, if she drops the charges, why can't he continue coaching? That's not how it that's works. Not, no, not that's nowadays. not nowadays. Uh, if you know what domestic violence is and domestic abuse is, that's – that's definitely not the way to go. Once that call is made, you have you have given up certain things. You've brought certain people into the discussion, and they aren't going to leave the. Yeah. They won't leave the discussion just because you at some point say, "Oh no 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 now now it's good." No no sorry. No, doesn't work that way. You can't. I can't stand with people, and we're getting to a 
a different topic but there's no like when you're in a relationship people say just leave the relationship it's not that easy right not there's that so yeah. much to look into it and yeah google's out there you could look into it why if you're not educated on those types of things but yeah that's that's not just as easy to say oh i'm just gonna pack my bags and leave like no absolutely not and also let's play this out let's say at least one aspect of it. Again, this protective order or whatever goes through February. He's allowed to contact her but can't be threatening, those kind of things. But if you let him coach, then he'd be coaching the basketball team while a protective order is in place that he can't go within 200 yards of his house or within 200 yards of, I would assume, maybe still his fiance or this person. Like, that's going on during... Distractions, man. You don't want that on the sideline. During your basketball season? Yeah. So then, and then what are you telling, you know, what do recruits get told? And there's just a... And then then this team's still focused. We saw last night, you saw them playing together, and you saw them showing everybody love after the game. I know uh, a picture went out there and said, oh, nobody's standing for uh, the eyes of Texas. No, everybody, all the players were going around the arena and hot-fiving everybody was there because they were so appreciative of... Of everybody coming out because everybody knows what's going on. Right. So yep. this team, you know, this could bring them closer. And what I saw last night, it showed me a little something that, like, okay, even with the distraction, this team is mentally tough, and they all know that they still have a job to do, and they still have responsibilities within themselves and their own goals to set. And yeah, I, I think Coach Terry is the perfect person to take that pressure that they're dealing with and allow them to go out there and play basketball freely and still know the task that, uh, at hand. One of our texters, Specs text line 337-3776, brings up the affidavit is only one person's version of what happened. Doesn't make it true. Let's let the process play out, then make a decision on his future at Texas. Again, do you have the patience for that? If that's where you want to go, if that's where Texas is, wants to go, that's why I'm bringing up the question here. For you Longhorn fans, was there anything you learned last night that would send you to beyond a certain boundary line, or are you thinking, still, you got to let it play out? So we'll see how much uh, patience there is. You would assume that Rodney Terry will be coaching for – I mean, they made it pretty – indeterminate last night suspended without pay they did not say for how long they just said Rodney Terry would be the coach for the Rice game so maybe it goes uh, game by game um, also we we mentioned it earlier referenced it um, man all the best to Kyler Murray and uh, and his recovery but they think that's an ACL as of last night when everybody was going to bed in the NFL uh, mo- some of the people on the inside say Josina Anderson and others were hearing, no, it's bad and it's probably an ACL. Yeah, and I don't even think this is a turf grass issue. We know a lot of these players are talking about how let's get grass on all of the NFL stadiums because turf is not good on the knees. Arizona Cardinals, they play on grass. So right. It was just an unfortunate situation that happened in the third play of the game. Like, there was only two minutes that have gone off the clock, and Kyler Murray was doing what Kyler Murray does, making plays with his legs. And, yeah, it was just an unfortunate situation. Now, I don't – wasn't on the same leg that he's been dealing with for the hamstring? Oh, let me see if I can remember my images from Hard Knocks. I feel like I'm 
I feel like I'm seeing somebody work on his left hamstring, and I feel like this was his right knee. Okay, I'm sure people on the Specs text line will definitely give us but y'all game double, on that. Y'all double check me on that. During hard knocks, he's been calling it his S. He uses the S word when he says it about his hamstring. He never Ooh. says hamstring. He says, "I felt my S go," and the trainer says, "Hamstring? Yeah, yeah." Um, so uh, that when it first happened, that's kind of what I was hoping. It was. Oh, it could be the hamstring. Apparently it's a lot more serious than that. Uh, Patriots did get the win at 27-13. If you have thoughts on that, let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. A lot of NFL to get to. Another big week of the NFL coming up. Uh, speaking of, coming up in the crap bag, can you really ask Tom Brady for that? Plus, we got a guest coming up tomorrow I'm excited about. We'll tell you who it is. It's from one of my favorite sports movies and maybe one of yours, too. That's next on The Horn. Headed back to, this has got to be the 80s. Got to be 80s Billy Joel here. Yep. Yeah. Tell her about it, Mr. Billy Joel. Going to see Billy Joel in 2023. Is that right? Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks playing Jerry World together. Never seen Billy Joel. Be my first time. I don't know if he plays this live, but I'd like to hear this song live. Is this one of the hits hits? Like, you have to hear this when you I don't know. Billy Joel? Dude, he's got so many. I'm going to go in with... No expectations. I'm going to go in assuming, like, maybe I guess he would still have to play Piano Man. Outside of that, yeah, I'm not really expecting anything specific. Yeah, people on the Specs text line, Billy Joel lovers, let us know if Billy was doing an hour set would tell her about it being that set. Or does it have to be in that Right. Set? Is it in there? Does yeah. He, does he do Uptown Girl? Because that's another big hit from that period. But I know some Billy Joel fans aren't as big a fan of Uptown girls, they are some of the other stuff. Like, what does Billy Joel have to play in 2023? I don't you know. You know you're a legend when you have to ask questions like that. Yeah. Right? There's guys touring off one-hit wonders. Oh, sure. Like, I know Vanilla Ice is still making bread somewhere. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I hope he still loves playing that song. I hope he still does, man. You can say what you want about old Rob Van Winkle, but he's moved about 15 million records plus. Do you think every time he hears that song, he as PTSD of Suge Knight? Oh, I don't know. I would hope that now he is able to stop, collaborate, and count the money and just move on yeah. and not think of Suge. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's that's. You should have just embraced it like Tupac and said, you know what, Suge? Let me just be the first white boy in death row and see where that goes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Might want to that that would have went well. Sure. Like picture that classic, iconic uh, uh, there's a one magazine. I don't know if it's the Source or Vibe. One of those classic hip hop magazines with Suge Knight, Tupac, Snoop, and Dr. Dre, and it's like just a pitch black background. All you could see is their foreheads. Uh-huh. If you slide Vanilla Ice in one of those <laughs> spots, that would make that photo even more iconic. Oh 
my God. That's fantastic. All right. So uh, Billy Joel and Pink Floyd getting us started today. Uh, coming up at 1, we will get back into the big stories of the day, including the uh, the death of Mike Leach. Still can't believe that is a real thing. The Chris Beard story from last night. The Longhorn basketball story from last night. We're asking Longhorn fans, you Longhorn fans out there, is there something, is there anything that's gone too far for you already? Do you feel like Chris Beard can still be your head coach at some point? Where are you on this whole story? We're uh, discussing that today as well. A lot of football to get to, uh, including this wacky story in the crap bag. Get ready. I'm about to go old man on a Tom Brady story. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. The short way to say it is, when Dre Greenlaw intercepted Tom Brady over the weekend, he decided to get Tom to autograph the ball (laughs) after the game. He, you know, said nice things about Tom, then asked him if he would do it, and Tom did it. On the podcast later, he said it was S for me, to be honest. It was a complete S. Then he laughed. said, but I try to be a gentleman. Uh, Actually, I mean, look, great play he made. I'm happy he's got the ball. Wish I didn't throw it, but I'm trying to be a good sport. A lot of times I'm not a good sport. I can be a pretty bad sport. In the moment, when they get me in the right frame of mind, I'm actually a good sport. End quote. Yeah, and plus, how can I be rude to a future teammate next year? Why like uh, why would I do that? Oh, I need I to build see. this chemistry now because you hear the rumors that man Tom will be gone next year and he wants thought. to go back home. Right. I hadn't even thought of that. Fred Warner also got an autograph ball from Tom Brady as oh, well, yeah. even though he didn't pick one off. This is not one of my favorite things in sports. I remember back in the day when, ironically, because he's here in town now, when Tashard Choice was a Dallas Cowboy. He once asked Michael Vick for an autograph on, I think, a pair of gloves after a game, and I lost it on the air. I thought that was the most disrespectful, silly thing. I think the Falcons did. Oh, he had just beat right. He had just beaten the Cowboys, and I thought, really, you're asking him for that? Get off the field! What are we doing? So it's never really made much sense to me. I'm pretty sure Coach Choice wouldn't appreciate if Roshan Johnson asked Max Duggan for his autograph after that horrible seven ten to ten game. Right. So that stuff didn't make sense. Now, as long as everybody's okay with Tom. Brady, had he said absolutely not, then we could just move on. We'd have been okay with that, right? If Tom had said, no, Dre, I'm sorry. Catch me some other time. No. I'm not signing the ball right now. Get out of here. <laughs> I'd have grabbed that Sharpie, and I would have thrown it about 20 yards. Uh, what in the world? Yeah, so that is going. It is weak. That is, that is strange to it me. But, hey, Greenlaw's theory was... Worst he could do is say no. Yeah. Sometimes that theory is good. Kids out there, if you're listening, the advice from Uncle Chad would be: don't go later in life. You might think, why didn't I ask more people out? Remember, all they can say is no. Guys, girls, whatever it is, whichever side of the discussion you're on, you asking them out, all they can say is no. Yeah, but also if you're my man, you gotta show Tom Brady that type of chemistry early since Tom will probably be going to that part of the Bay next season. That's what you think Greenlaw was doing? Yeah, I think Greenlaw was like, look, man, hey, we're nice around here. Even though we just smacked y'all by a 30-piece, we're willing to, you know, do things like this. Can we get a nice autograph ball? We'll treat you good around here. Look at our defense. We might be the best in the league. We're making Brock Purdy look like a young you. He might be the next you. Mm -hmm. I know you wouldn't appreciate that because if we win a championship, I don't think you coming. 
That's just that's just keeping it real. I think Shanahan, those boys will roll with Brock Purdy and see what happens with Jimmy G and not worry about Tom Brady, who obviously doesn't have many years left. This guy can't keep freaking playing. No. Like, good grief. Yeah, he can't. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. He's up at 45 yeah. now. Um, uh, also in the NFL, Houston and Denver were the two teams this week that won the turnover battle but still lost the game. Thank God the Texans lost that game. Otherwise, I'd have to deal with it as a Cowboys fan. 9-2 and two this week in the turnover uh, margins. We're at 79% for the year. If you win turnovers, you win the game. Also, want to get you a little preview for tomorrow. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we have a special guest coming in studio. He's a Texas boy named Jay Head. If you don't know that name, you might know the name SJ, as in that little kid from the blind side. <laughs> One of my favorites. He's coming in. He's like 25 years old now. He was born in Hamlin, Texas. I never knew that. We'll look up some more stuff on him tonight. But Jay Head's going to join us in studio. We'll get to ask about, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw and that whole deal. Uh, apparently, he's visiting family in the area. And somebody, you know, one of his uh, his publicists called, and he does public speaking and stuff. And they said, "Hey, would you want to have him on?" He's like, heck yeah, yeah. And I realized, oh yeah, Zay and I both love that movie. I asked you; it took you like two and a half seconds to say yes. So he's going to come on tomorrow in the two o'clock hour and uh, hang with us for a little bit. Yeah, excited to have him on. He definitely has a unique perspective on just movie world and especially that movie and he's done other things too so he has it's gonna be a good interview i'm excited he had a scene with ed orgeron he had a scene with who's nick saban maybe nick i the ed orgeron was the the big focus one right yeah Yeah. we'll we'll get you whatever you want sj (laughs) we'll get you we'll get you whatever you need so i want to know like what coaches did he meet did he think it was cool? when he, I think he was – we'll have to double-check. I think he got eight or nine when the movie happened, something like that. Uh, so we will talk to Jay tomorrow at about 2 o'clock. Uh, coming up, it is your 1 o'clock hour. Still going through two of the weirdest stories we've had to cover in a while. The unfortunate story of Mike Leach, dead at the age of 61. Just hard to believe we're processing that. But also, just given our favorite memories of Mike Leach. Coming up, I'll give you one of my favorite memories of a Mike Leach team that happened right here in Austin. Uh, We'll get back into that. Plus, if you're a Longhorn basketball fan, have you seen anything or heard anything in this Chris Beard story that makes you think, I don't know if the guy can be our coach anymore? Or are you still being patient? Are you still waiting and willing to believe that, yeah, he can still be your basketball coach? We're talking about that, too. Jump on in. The Specs text line is 337-3776. Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. It's the Horn.